how do you price an ad on your channel? That's probably the most common question we get from other creators. And it was the biggest question we had when we first started on YouTube. So we're hosting a live workshop on how to price yourself. This is everything that we've learned in the past 13 years of being on YouTube and our simple three-step process that'll help you develop concrete pricing. So if you want to join us for this live session, just go to colinandsamir.com slash live. Enter your email and you'll get all the information about our live event on May 9th. All right. Hope you enjoy this episode of The Colin and Samir Show. Not this year. Last year, we made like million and I spent like 11. Oh. What do you feel like you've done right and what do you feel like you've done wrong? What does something like this cost? That's a good question. I feel like I have the opposite of Mark Rover's face. I just like bidets. Oh, God. That's oh, the strobe. A child would die here. Yeah. And we wouldn't find out for weeks. <laughs> Today we're taking the show on the road and we're heading out to go to Ludwig's office. Actually one of two of his offices. He's got an office for his company called Mogul Moves. A company that is purely created to service me, Ludwig, in all of my stuff. And a brand new studio space for his new company called Off Brand. The idea of it is to help those creators in the future to make cool shit, to make cool shows. So he's kind of like a variety late night host who has all of these different formats that he can make when he's live that then become videos on his channel. So we've been thinking about this concept of creator companies being split into two sides. The unscalable side, which is where it fully relies on the creator. If you take the creator out, the company doesn't exist anymore. If I leave, Mogul Moves isn't sticking around. And now we're starting to see creators build scalable businesses, whether that's merchandise, food, or what Ludwig has off-brand, where it actually operates like a traditional company with a CEO. And it's a lot more scalable. It can scale once Ludwig is done making videos, that company can still exist. Also, if you're wondering who's in the back, that's David, Tyga, Jesse. They're gonna be filming today and tomorrow. On three, two, here we go. We're gonna need this. Let's go, let's go. I normally arrive that way too. I just didn't do that. That is nice. Hello, everybody. I'm Ludwig. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. As you can see, we've dressed the place up quite nicely. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for cleaning it up. Yeah. Why did you feel like you needed this space? So we got it with the idea of doing productions. That was two years ago. We haven't done one production here. <laughs> it's basically become an office and the set of the yard and a place to work out. How many people work out of here? Oh, Baby, we got four editors. Okay. That's the bulk. We have two people on merch, two people in, in the filming department, our COO, Nick Allen, software developer, Otto. But it's also hard because a lot of people have moved over to off-brand recently, and so the number is falling. It was like 15 employees, and I think we're down to maybe 12 now. So you're like intentionally poaching your own employees for off-brand? Yes, yes. I've never thought of it like that. If somebody has a five-year plan or a goal, this company's not going to last five years. This is a dying, we're at a dying company, right? Am I going to be here in five years? Am I going to be making YouTube videos? If I'm not, then this company's dead. Whereas off-brand can exist 20 years in the future. And so it's more like, hey, you can go to this lifeboat or you can sink with the captain. <laughs> so to you. That's a good, when, it's a good Monday morning meeting. Yeah. Yeah, just listen. You guys are still here? This is a sinking ship. Your call. Your call. I'll sink with you. <laughs> Just so you know, we're sinking here. So when you saw the graphic we made about creator companies, uh -huh. where the creator is Oh my God, I love that graphic. This chart haunts my dreams. Colin and Samir, I have to give a big you to both of you for showing me this. 
Was that the moment you realized this is a sinking ship? It's the first time I visualized it. I think when Off Brand came to be, and I think like I had my own personal goals of after I'm a YouTuber, it, like everything kind of clicked that mm. like, oh, these people are going to lose their job. And then I felt mm. really bad about that. And that's something that weighs on me. It's something I think about often. You know, having them go to Off Brand is my way of rectifying hiring someone who will not have a job in five years, which I think is not a good practice normally. So I want to walk around the space, but would you say this space is representative of how you want to work? Yeah, this is emblematic of me. Yeah. For sure. Okay. It's not emblematic of necessarily what I can do or what I've done, because that's usually on the backs of other people's work. But this this, this shit me, because you fucking walk in, it's the gym, baby. <laughs> this reminds me of a real fantasy factory. Like yeah. Rob Beard yeah, fantasy yeah, factory. Yeah, There's yeah. like skateboards, basketballs. I did my first ollie here. Wow. Can you ollie? Not very well. Don't hurt yourself, please. All right, let's see it. Oh, shit. No. Okay, okay, chill, Be chill, ready chill. for support. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Did you get right. some air there? I don't know. Slow-mo. <laughs> cool. Okay, yeah, see, that's a much better ollie. Can you ollie? No, I can't ollie, but I can do one trick. No, you can ollie. Oh, it's a moving trick. Oh, he's spinning it. Oh! That's so see? much harder than an ollie. <laughs> yeah, that is way harder than an ollie. It's, like, so much harder. <laughs> uh, you want to see the bathroom? <laughs> Actually, yeah, I do. Let's go. Come in here, just me and you. Oh, wow. Stay up. All right, Tiger, go ahead. Go ahead. Just with luck. That's the new swipe of day. It glows. Hold up. Look at that. Ain't that pretty? So, just to be clear, this is your bidet brand. This is the most men I've been <laughs> with in a bathroom. Yeah, this is my bidet brand. This is Swipe Bidet, Swipe Plus, V2. So, where does where does Swipe Bidets fit into like your business? I don't know, man. I'm not fucking Mr. Beast. I don't have like eight people who are like, this is what you should do. Got it. I just like bidets. And I think more people should have bidets. You know, I would like I would like one and we, we have not received you guys bidets. We've not received one. We can do one, this. Actually. Yeah. This is a thing we can do. I would love a bidet. We can have your butts. <laughs> All right, let me keep showing you around. Before we go any further, sure. like, I walk through here and it's, you know, the yard play button is just in this box. Yeah. Are you moving out? Nick did a kickflip on that. No, I don't know. I don't know why this is all here. To be honest, I think this is. Oh, no, I don't know. So talk to me about this. That's a gift. You From, keep that. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. But you know what? The messaging that you have—that this is a dying company—I think like is. <laughs> it fits really well with this. But I'm actually. I just want to understand. Like, tell me where. Is that peanut butter? Is that a, like an empty jar of peanut that butter? That is an art installation, actually. <laughs> uh, peanut butter in jar. So this is basically, you think about like the set and prop department in a way. Like these are relics yes, of, this is, and it's, it's of not things even, that were built or acquired to make a live stream more entertaining. The, it actually might just be yeah. a sex thing. Uh, honestly, okay. I'm trying to cover our tracks I'm here. Gonna, I'm going to put it down. Yeah, just, let's not ask you too many questions You can keep it. Here. I will pick it up on the way out. All right, what are these rooms over here? So this one uh, is is my girlfriend, Cutie. She rented this out. It's a jarring difference from her office to mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. So you guys are very different, huh? We're I, super different. You guys are very different. Well, she does a lot of, like, shows. She does, like, the Streamer Awards, which mm-hmm. is, like, a very successful show. Very and, successful. And, like, very premium in its nature. Yes. Welcome to the third ever Streamer Awards. Good evening, everybody! I think what makes her events different is she likes being involved in every aspect of the creation of it. So like down to, you know, who the caterer is. And me, I have a team. And so I'm just like, go do it. And I trust them fully. And I don't, I don't worry about anything. 
I have a couple jobs, which is like get the talent to show up and then be the host of the event. What do you stress about? Like what, what gets you stressed out? No, I don't stress much. I try not to. Stress is bad. Stress is very bad. It's very bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I really try not to. Not good for creativity. Yeah. Yeah. I try not to. I just trust people. I'm not built for streaming, man. I would be stressed all the time. Yeah. No, you'd do great. No, you wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we stress. (laughs) We're we're guys that stress. I'll show you my decompression zone. This has a bit of like a hostage feel to it. Yeah. This feels like a prisoner of war type vibe. No, no. It's it's like (laughs) a good... I don't feel like I could decompress (laughs) You try that. You try But then you sit on the air mattress, you're like, whoosh. Who's... This is crazy. This is... I feel like the next thing you're going to tell me is is that like, not that there's a company dog, but that like there's a company possum or like raccoon, (laughs) you know? (laughs) There are company cats. There's a bunch of homeless cats like outside. Feral cats. <laughs> yeah, feral cats. They're so sweet. Okay. All right. Yeah, you guys could just leave me here. I'll, I'll, I'll catch up with Good night, you. Good night, buddy. Good night. This is the editor's bay. Editor's bay. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. This is cool. like a real edit bay. Yeah, this is actually where people work. It, it's funny because like the it feels like we're, we're playing a game here. Of, <laughs> you know, we're kind of rolling the dice when yeah. we walk into a room if it's like a... Oh, like a real place of work? Or, or a saw oh, torture yeah. chamber? Yeah, yeah. Where, where you yeah. don't know if you're stepping yeah. on jizz. Yeah. Or... yeah, yeah. It turns no. the line. Yeah. This but is this, a real, this I get. This is a real ass place of work. We got our four setups for our four editors. Yeah. Uh, people come in and do their shit. What's being edited here? Um, like main channel videos. We do a lot of shoots because I think we have a higher capability than other creators to do like a commercial. Right. For a brand. So... A lot of that's done here. How much content needs to come out to, for you to feel like it's a success? Is there any goal there of like on a weekly basis or a monthly basis we're putting out this much and that means, or is it just as much as possible? I would like to just upload shit that I think is cool. The only thing that drives me is that I have four editors and so I want something for them to be able to edit. So that's kind of my main push. And if I don't record, then they just literally have nothing to do. Yeah. That's a funny thing that, it going. that yeah. naturally yeah. happens as we build companies is like you have a team and then you're like, well, I guess I need the team to be doing something. Yeah, yeah there's nothing <laughs> worse than, yeah. than the team's not doing anything and you don't know what they should be doing because you haven't filmed anything. Yeah. yeah, I'm so happy that we're here today Right, and team has something to do. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, these guys have something to do. <laughs> That's why we're here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. But I mean, it's a real thing, right? <laughs> it's a real thing. It's, yeah. and it's it, like, it is like a, it is an anxiety thing. For yeah, sure. Yeah. And, it, and you could be like, well, just don't do anything. And it's like, well, then it's harder to justify the cost and maybe start losing money. And then you have to make cuts. And I don't want to do that. So it's like, I'm happy to just fucking keep working, keep uploading. Yeah. And make sure they have something to work on. So why is no one here today? Like, what makes today different? <laughs> it's fucking 10 a.m., bro. What time does work start? I don't know. When people roll in. <laughs> okay. And, and it, it also depends on the day. There's like... We're, we're, I mean, that's probably us just being strange in that we're more of like. You're nine to five? We're not nine to five. Oh, uh, look, we're 10 to six. Yeah, we're 10 okay, to six. 10 we're cool. You're hit. Yeah, we're Yo. cool. We're yeah. cool. back in the office? Huh? We've got two. Okay. But shit. they're really nice and they're Whoa. from like CB2. Yeah, they're so nice. You can't sit on them. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, yeah, no, they're more of like, yeah. yeah more of like energetic look pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone here has an editing setup at home. And, yeah. and I trust them to get their work done. Yeah. And so there's no expectation to come in. What honestly has made people use this space more is the gym. Because I'll <laughs> yeah, be that here. Makes that makes sense, yeah. And I'll say, hey, come work out, and they'll come work, and out, come work out. And then the, maybe they'll work after. Yeah. Uh, and it makes the space a little more lively. Yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of blank canvas space here. 
These are uh, 10 of the world's most powerful flashlights. Oh God. Yeah, but every creator has those. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Not, there's the nothing parties. strange. I mean, this is like dangerous, right? That, I mean, if you look at it, it'll fucking burn your eyeballs for right, sure. Right, right, right. It's also heavy as shit. Double click it. Oh, oh my God. Oh my, my gosh. gosh. Oh my God. Turn it off, Colin. It's kind of fun. It is fun. <laughs> Here, just, oh, oh God. That's oh the strobe. That's doing? the strobe. That's a, he triple clicked. Okay. Triple clicks the strobe. <laughs> All right, upstairs, baby. Let's do it. Okay. Welcome. To the kitchen. Right. Oh wow. Cool. This place is huge. Yeah. How much does it cost to have a space like this? Uh like ten to fifteen K a month, I think. Okay. Okay. That's not bad. I think that's the price of the For space. A space this big? Yeah, I think so. Great. Yeah, I mean that's I could be wrong. Maybe I, I mean you're probably it, yeah, again, if you're renting spaces for events, you're spending that. Yeah. You know. Uh all right. This is the main work area. Oh wow, look at this. This is nice. Yeah. Cool. Okay. I mean, look, it's not all a shithole. <laughs> yeah, this, this to me makes perfect sense. Yeah. What do people do here? This, I mean, just different jobs. This is where Otto is. He's the software dev. He made this cute little computer. This is Aiden. He's in Australia doing cocaine. Uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. What's that door to? Ooh. Come through while you guys go around here. Okay, I'll walk up this thing. You can go oh. all the way. Okay, and I'll come through this door? You can go all the way. Yeah, you can both go. Oh, wow. Damn. Wow. Dude, this is so cool. This is cool. Come on down. Wow. Woo. Welcome to the yard. How are we wow. doing? Wow. Thanks this for having us. This is cool. Yeah. So this is our humble abode here. Dude, this is so cool. This my chair. <sighs> All right. When did you guys start the yard and how often are you filming it now? Uh, we film every week. We do a main episode and a bonus episode. And the reason I started it is we talked about doing it, and the, but we weren't doing shit, and I wasn't going to do it. So I was like, hey, here's the deadline. We either do it by here, we never do it ever till we die, and then they, uh, they, they, they did it. They made it happen. Mostly Nick. I've looked at your Patreon numbers before. Oh, uh -huh, yeah. They're crazy. They're crazy. They're stupid. It's That's like, like, did that surprise you, or is that, that Patreon became such a big part of that business? Well, no. I mean, that was always the idea. I guess how successful it was was surprising. With all of this now, wh what is like your primary motivation with your content? Like how motivated are you now by growing the business or like by money, I guess, and how motivated are you by just like doing fun stuff with your friends? I don't, I feel like I'm good on the money front. Like I spend a lot of money on productions, on stuff that I think is cool. Not this year, last year we made like 13 million, and I spent like 11. So wow. like I spent a lot. Damn. Uh, there's Whoa. a lot of employees, there's a lot of mouths. And it's getting more expensive because of off-brand. Yeah. Which, like I'm fully aware my job is to fuel that entity and keep it afloat for the first couple of years because it's a startup. And that 13 million is across mogul and off-brand? Like just basically- No, that was last year. That's before off-brand existed. That's before off-brand yeah. existed. So that's mogul. That's 2022, right? And yeah. that- <clears throat> If we were to break that down into like a revenue pie chart. Yeah, it's like, well, the, the bulk is the YouTube deal. And then probably another 15, 20% would be like AdSense. And then another 10, 15% would be like merch. And then I think the remaining would be brand deals. Got it. Which is like, what, 25%, I think. And the 11 million is on 
both the team as well as like just producing like yeah chess boxing for example chess boxing costs 1.5 million dollars yeah that's an expensive that's endeavor 10% of the budget right in one event got it yeah welcome ladies and gentlemen to the mogul chess boxing championship so you mentioned the youtube deal like youtube paying you to be exclusive to the uh-huh. platform yeah does it obviously that's a great situation this but is it, so sick. <laughs> but it's super rare, and it maybe will get increasingly more rare. Oh, it's like, going away. It's going away. It's going away. So how do you account for that? Do you worry about that? Yeah, my goal this year, because I was, I, I thought of that last year, and my goal, and I tried to do really good in my partnership with YouTube. Like, I really tried my best to be the best creator I could be, put on cool events, and be a good partner, and I showed up to a bunch of, like, fucking suit and tie YouTube shit. Not that it was, like, bad or anything, but like it's not stuff I would normally do. Mm-hmm. But I was also aware that this deal is not financially good for YouTube. Like it doesn't make sense on paper. They are overpaying me in an effort to grow and maybe get a leg up against their competitor and make YouTube gaming bigger. Uh, but they don't really need to, mm. is I think what they've realized. Uh, and so the goal this year was to be profitable in mogul without the deal. Even if it's not an exclusive deal, for us, there's been times in our business where we have one huge brand partner and we don't have that many others. Yeah. And we realize, okay, this is a good year, but we actually need to act as if that deal's going away. I think it's smart. Right? Because when you're that over-indexed on one deal, Mm -hmm. you're super reliant on it. Mm -hmm. So you can't start spending like you're going to have that deal again. No. How do you plan on supplementing that massive check? Is that via off-brand or is that... Oh, well, so it's changed already. It's already changed. Right? It's massively different. Like, I'll, I'll say full stop. I think that YouTube is going to stop giving out deals, and I have a one-year deal. So it's like, we're not, we're already there. Got it. Clock's already at, like, 11.30. And so it's back to basics, which is just making YouTube videos, doing brand deals. But the brand deals have gotten crazier. I think that's where the, the change is. And I think the big difference is the brand deals are paying a lot more because they're being sold not just on me as a creator and I, you know, hold product or whatever. It's also like, we'll do an event with off-brand. Mm. And so that is able to sell for a lot more and then also get off-brand to a much better place. Yeah, that's, that's like the, the future is like you're bringing in the brand partnership via what you're doing, but then yeah. you're like, but we can also do a thing that you might have been paying someone else to and do. And you want to do it. And you want to do it anyway. And, and like, that some of these brands do anyway. Right. Red Bull. That's a brand yeah. that wants to do events and historically has yeah. invested a ton and still does. That's and a great partner that uh-huh. maybe you bring in because you're the face, you're the creator who yeah. attracts that brand, and now you've got off-brand and you can service them in a totally different way. Yeah, it's funny. It's like uh, these companies have like a lot of money to spend, but you just have to like be able to tap into a different department. Like you can't yeah, if you and- go all in on one department, which is maybe like creator funding. Then they're like, ah, oh, well, I think this is literally all we have. But if you tap into like a production side, they're like, oh, fuck, we have a lot of money here. You joked when we came in that the people who work here will lose their jobs. Yeah. That like it's unscalable because at some point you guys are going to want to stop maybe recording the show, stop streaming, and then no one has jobs. Mm-hmm. But when I come in here, I look at this, it feels to me like this is pretty stable. Like you wouldn't want to leave this. And, and maybe you feel differently, but I look at it and I'm like, five, ten years from now, I feel like you could still be doing the yard. No. It's not certain. No? Why not? Because I want to bake bread. Actually, though, you want to bake yeah, bread. Yeah, I think that'd be really cool yeah. if I was like 40 and I had a bakery and I made good, delicious bread for my neighborhood and I was a good social person for those around me and yeah. I provided value through bread. That's the problem, is that creators are not consistent people. <laughs> They're creative people. 
in order for you to be able to make bread and enjoy that, mm-hmm. off-brand has to work. Yeah, I think I think that's that's true, and that's, so it's like a, that. My next five years is just getting off-brand to that point, and then after I can do what I want. Is this the end of the mogul office? This is mogul. I mean, this is great. This is what we got. It seems like a dead, barren wasteland, and we're gonna teleport to a lively, thriving off-brand studio in the midst of setting up for the biggest smash event. Okay, this is where we're doing the main event today. This is where we're going to find the best Smash play in the world. This is like an old set that we made for an event called Brew Battles, where we made a bar, and we just kept it, because it's kind of cool to have a bar. That is cool. What does something like this cost to put on? I don't know. Nate, how much do you think this whole event costs? Uh, I think we budgeted around 50 all right, 50K. So this is a $50,000 event. Yes. That is, you make it back by just building the brand of off-brand. And... With Smash, you don't make it back. You don't make it back. You gotta okay. just, you gotta <laughs> yeah, you own that. You don't make it back, you okay. just eat it. You just eat it. It leads into today, specifically we're doing another event right after for uh, Rivals. It's a game that came out. Okay. And we published a Kickstarter. And so this event will immediately roll into the finale of the Kickstarter where they've raised almost a million dollars. And that makes money. Want to try your luck at the boxing machine? Absolutely. Sure. This has taken victims before. Didn't Logan Paul like break his hand doing yeah, this? Yeah, he, he did. did, right? He, really? Yes. He, yeah. he missed and he was drunk. Okay. I'm sweating a little bit. Oh. Guys, four, 489. You know, it feels good to kind of get Why in the vibe. Why are you me before you punch him? I don't know. I'm, I'm sizing like you, you up a little yeah, bit. Just like if we, you're going to miss or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> Can you show us weak boys how a man does it? <laughs> we weren't as forward. That's how I do it. I love how you do it because it looks cool. Wow, Damn. you're the sevens? <laughs> Better. No, actually not. <laughs> actually worse. No, actually yeah. not. We can cut, we can so, cut that one. All right, let's check out the main area. Let's do it. You got any bedrooms in here? <laughs> this is this is creepy. Is this, this like a squid game this, thing? This could be a bedroom. Uh, no, we have to keep them in here. Um, <laughs> Just imagine there's someone like sitting in the middle. Oh, hey. You good? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Just waiting for... I'm waiting for the event to start. Right, sure. All right, man. Well, hey, I'll just leave you to it. Okay. You look good in there, though. All right, see we you guys. You look really good. All right. You did. Just Samir and Samir. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, what the hell is this? It's my office. Okay. This is where I work. This is where I do my paperwork, my busy work, you know, my phone calls. Yeah. What uh-huh. have you. This is this is the the studio set for a new show. That is gonna cost. <laughs> okay. <I'm> sorry. Colin. <laughs> That's yeah, not free. Yeah. I took some liberties there. I should, I should not have taken. <laughs> I apologize. Just haven't seen a stapler in a while. <laughs> Please stress me out. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Mr. CEO. I apologize. Um, I have a new show that I'm going to do here, and the goal was to make it look like a boring office. Okay. And the show's called Unpaid Intern, where I get four people, and I find which one will become my new unpaid intern. <laughs> oh, so it's kind of like The Apprentice. Kind of, but the people that are competing is like Michelle Carre and Jay Schlatt. 
Oh, wow. wow. So they're not oh, actually going to do it. But yeah. it'll <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. So explain to me the, the premise of off-brand. Is it event production or just kind of a production and creative agency that can do all kinds of different things? So off-brand productions, I feel like to understand it, you got to know about Beyond the Summit, which was an esports productions team of like 60 people that existed for a long time, was super respected, uh, but d- d- you know dissolved because esports got tough. And off-brand... Uh, came in and wanted a production team and we worked with Beyond the Summit a lot. Got it. And so a lot of key players from there came over and made off-brand productions. So I think it's doing shows specifically for creators, building a relationship, maybe doing other things with those creators as well, whether it's like creating a product alongside, publishing a game with them. Um, But it's just trying to do more. So this space is basically a series of different sets. This space is basically a series of different sets, also offices where all the people work because it's a, it's a company. You know, there's like 20, yeah. 25 people here today just working. So we'll see them buzzing around and doing stuff. Uh, but yeah, right now it's just a bunch of sets. This is one of the sets. It'll be here for a while. This is the remnants of a set. Oh, this is the dodgeball stuff. This is sick. A set like this is built uh-huh. for one day. Yes. And then it's gone. Forever. Forever. I mean, this is so custom. It's crazy. Do these, these don't. No, they don't press. You can't use this as a controller. <laughs> That's I next so I level. Can't, I can't game with this. <laughs> no, I can't game with this. Okay. All right. So it's, it's not okay quite as impressive. All right. Let's go check out control room before they take over control room. So what's going on right now? It's above my pay grade. Sure. <laughs> I don't understand. But like some sort of like rehearsal for yeah, what's yeah, exactly. about to come. Yeah, it's a rehearsal for the. It's like a real job. <laughs> you guys want to go to the kitchen, get food? Sure. Usually they have uh, Uncrustables. Oh, looks like we got them. They are better from the freezer. This is like what I would expect gamers and streamers to eat. <laughs> I don't know if that's like rude. Uh, it is, but it's also true. Sure. So I can't be hurt, unfortunately. <laughs> You look like you're suffering for some reason. <laughs> no, I just look like that. I love it. I'm going to use the larger peanut butter. <laughs> I think it's great. I love it. Who has my EpiPen? I love it. <laughs> what do you feel like you've done right mm. in off-brand, and what do you feel like you've done wrong? I think a lot of people are really obsessed with, with like, being the center of it. I think there's a lot of ego in that, and I think that can be, the, like, a detriment. But I'm really cool and excited at the idea of this operating without me, which I think makes Offbrand a more powerful company. And so one of my biggest goals this past year that we just announced last week is that we're making Offbrand uh, workers co-op. And so the people who work here will just own the company and they will have votes equal to even the board of directors on the big decisions, who runs a company, what we do, what we use the surplus for. And that's part of the co-op is like, hey, here's how much we made. Here's how much stuff costs. Here's our projections for how much we're going to make. I don't get why companies keep that stuff private for, like, the higher-ups to know. Because, like, the people who are doing the shit also need to know or can, like, it helps if they know. How does that work? Like, like functionally, is that, like, the democratic system of, of voting and... For this one specifically, there's still a board of directors to deal with day-to-day decisions, which usually happens at a co-op that has like a larger amount of employees because you don't want to have to have a meeting 
for like, hey, are we are we allowed to let Colin hit the stapler? Like that'd be, you know. Yeah. The answer is no. The answer is no. The answer is no. Yeah. Sure. The answer is no. Okay. The answer is no. Yep. <laughs> okay. But I think it, it's we have a board of directors to do day to day decisions, and then everyone in the company, you know, one worker, one vote, can decide who that board is, and and change people in that board, and that is like the big power point is that you know your job is not secure just because you had a good relationship with the CEO or whatever. You said that esports is such a difficult industry. Dying. Dying industry. Yeah. Why is that, and what are you guys doing that is different? Is it the emphasis on individual creators? This might be too inside baseball, but they used to do events here called Smash Summit. It was Beyond the Summit, Smash Summit, and it was basically a bunch of people would come and play for like four days here. The viewership would be good like 50K, maybe 35, 40K average over the course of four days, right? 10 hours a day. I found out that they were getting paid less money for those four days from one of their sponsors than I was from the same sponsor for a one-day event with less viewership. They made like 30K off a brand opportunity for Smash Summit, and I made 50K off of a tournament that got one fraction of the viewership. That, That fucked my worldview. And so then I was like, okay, we should do all the stuff through creators. Like, we shouldn't just do a raw Smash Summit that's branded to this company. We should do it Ludwig's Championship Series Mm. or Moist Critical's, you know, Ultimate Championship, whatever it is. How much of this company do you own? I want to say it's like 30. It's around there. But I don't know. And I'm also down to lose it all. (laughs) (laughs) How far out right now are we from the tournament starting? What time is it? Maybe like an hour? Hour out. Hello, gamers. Hello, gentlemen. How are we doing? How are we feeling? What's up? How are you? Ready? Excited? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be fun as shit. Five, four, three, two, one. And on cam, bring us in. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the match. Today, we are going to determine the number one best Smash player in the world. I am slime turned into Ludwig Ogren, joined here by Joshi. (laughs) When you're making live content, the stakes are incredibly high because it could go down at any moment. Uh, It all just has to like actually be entertaining in front of the camera live at that exact moment. So all of this stuff to me is like overwhelming and feels uh, stressful, but it's really cool to see how calm Ludwig is with all this. Like he's just so used to it. And I do think that live content is such a big part of the next chapter of the creator economy because it gets everyone watching at the same time. It's an event. You actually don't know what's going to happen next. And I think when right now YouTube has gotten more and more predictable, live content is live. You don't know what's going to happen. So it's exciting. Cody has won the first to 10. He is number one in the world. 10 to 7. He's taking a moment. This is our wall. You'll have to sign the wall. Yeah. This is every gamer in the world who's ever been here. And now you two. Crazy. It's not good. That's crazy. (laughs) There we go. All right. Welcome to the wall. History. Glad you guys could make it. 